Stepping Towards Transformation, Episode 3. You know, what, what do I need to hear? What do I need to talk about? What do I need to share? Hi, this is Pastor Joe McGarry, your host for Stepping Towards Transformation. My goal is to help you find what is important to you, what inspires you, and to help you take steps to live your best life. Welcome to another episode of Stepping Towards Transformation. This is a podcast that will help enable you to live into your best life, to connect with your faith, and to make transformation possible. It is actually Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday in the church marks the beginning of the season of Lent, a season when God calls us to reflect on the meaning of Christ's death and resurrection. Now, in just a few hours, we are going to have a church service where we gather together and we all receive the imposition of ashes on our forehead. When you receive the ashes, you receive it as a sign of the cross on your forehead. And this really sets the tone for Lent. Because these ashes are a reminder that we each are dust and to dust we will return. The cross is a symbol of Jesus' crucifixion, and this cross is a sign of death. Yes, Jesus' death, but it's also a sign that offers us hope because we know the end of the story. We know that in Christ's death, we are saved, and Christ did not die forever, but he defeated death, and three days later, he was resurrected. This cross is also the same cross that we receive on our forehead in baptism. Now, when we begin our life of faith in the church, we are called to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God proclaimed, to share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God and Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in the world. These are the things that we are called to do in our baptism. And part of that is living together in the season of Lent. Because season of Lent is also a preparation to remember our baptism. One of the most memorable things that I experience every year is the Easter vigil. where We gather around the fire, we tell the stories of our faith, and then we see the promises and the love of God shown as we remember our baptism or or as we experience folks getting baptized during that service. As I begin, I want to just let you know that this series of podcasts, these 40 podcasts that you will hear, will be my journey through this Lenten season. And tomorrow, I'll share a little bit with you about some of the things I hope to do and to accomplish during Lent this year. But what I want to share with you today is my sermon from uh, Ash Wednesday, my sermon from last night. And in my sermon, I am talking about change. That's what we'll be focusing on at my church this year. What kind of change do you want or do you need in your life 
during this time. Each Sunday in Lent, we're going to talk a little bit about the things that lead us to change. Scarcity into abundance, fear into trust, normal life, normal living into a faithful disciple. All of these things are so important, so essential, because it's so easy for us to live in fear and scarcity and complacency. But what God challenges us to do is to reach beyond ourselves, to extend ourselves, so we are generous people, so we are full of trust and hope and faithful into our callings as the disciples of Christ. So I don't want to give my sermon all away right now, but I want to share that with you today. And the text that I use, as you will hear, is the story of the prodigal son and the critical moments in his life when he decided to make a change and to return home. I hope you enjoy the sermon today, and I hope you will continue to tune in every day between now and Easter and hear a little bit about how I am living into the season of Lent, and hopefully you can hear a little bit and experience a little bit how you can live into a fuller and more bountiful life during your season of Lent. Take care. God bless. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 15. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and all the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country. He began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly had filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and yet no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to eat and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands." So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate, for the son of mine was dead and now is alive. He was lost and now is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has gotten him back safe and sound. 
but he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Home. Home is where the heart is. Home conjures up many images for us, doesn't it? We have a lot of sayings and songs about the idea of home and what our home is. One of my favorites is the reference of home in The Wizard of Oz. I can clearly picture Dorothy clicking her heels together saying, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. One of my philosophies as a parent is to ensure that one day my children will be ready to leave home to be able to go off to college or technical school or to find their passion and interest and to leave my house to live a successful life. But for most of us, no matter where we are, no matter how old we are, we will always remember our home. We will remember all the things that our home represents. We will remember all the memories of growing up in our home. When looking at colleges, one of the factors for me was how far my college was from my home in Vermont. I was ready to leave home. In fact, I wanted a place to call my own. So I traveled halfway across the country to be in Iowa. You know, I love my family, but I wanted to experience something new, something different, something exciting. I wanted a new sense, a new reality when it comes to my home. And tonight we read a story about a young man who wants to leave home. Unlike me, this young man feels confined and constricted by his home. He has this image of what life was going to be like in a new country, in the big city. He knows that in order to live the good life, he needs money. So he goes up to his father and says, Father, give me my inheritance now. His father agrees to the request and gives this young man his inheritance. So off he goes to the big city, and there he spends his money on reckless living. As the saying goes, the money he had burned a hole in his pocket. And his money eventually runs out, and his so-called friends, they fade away. And he finds himself alone, lost, scared, homeless, And he doesn't know what to do. So in complete desperation, this young man takes the only job that he can find, feeding pigs. Now, many of us can relate on some level to the experience of this young man. Many of us had a time when we left our home, when we might have lived a crazy life. Maybe not to the extent of this young man, 
But there are times in our life when we have thrown our cares to the wind, when we think that nothing can hurt us, that we are invincible. But at some point, all of that comes to an end and we have a a decision to make. Do we sink down in desperation to take a job to feed pigs? Or do we hold fast on to ourselves and continue to live a life that brings us down? Or do we take the next step and reconcile our relationships, admit that we have made mistakes and move forward to live our best life? Out in the world is not the only time that we stray away from what we know. This happens in the church as well. Some people feel confined and constricted or put out by the church for one reason or another. The church has been their spiritual home for most of their life, but for some reason, they run away from that home. They go to some far off country and push God and the people that they know away. Some people just stay away from the church. They don't find another spiritual home because they've been disconnected from God completely. Sooner or later in our life of faith, And in our life of the world, we come to this crossroad. Now, this crossroad looks different for each of us. For some, it may be a death or an illness. It may be a child leaving home for the first time or a midlife crisis or any number of things. But eventually, we realize that there is something that's deep down inside of us that feels empty without a spiritual home. We have for for that moment that need for something more, that need to be surrounded by a community that loves us for who we are, not for what we try to be. We need a a community that welcomes us back. We need a community that welcomes us back home after we have strayed away. We need someone to lift us up in our time of need. In the story of the prodigal son, this young man eventually comes to his senses He realized that the servants on his father's estate are better off than he is, so he decides to go home. All the way, he rehearses his lines. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. This is his confessional moment. The moment when he realizes that he needs to make a change in his life. He needs to make a change in order to admit what was wrong. And then he goes before his father and he confesses his sin and he prays that he is accepted back in his house, even if it means that he will be a servant for the rest of his life. The amazing thing is, is that his father not only welcomes him home, but as soon as his father sees his son off in the distance, He starts running. He starts running to his son. The father hasn't even heard his son's confession yet, and yet he wraps his arms around his son and says, Welcome home. I love you. All the time that the son has been gone, the father has watched for his return. The father sees him in the distance and begins to run, and then he puts a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. He gets the finest robe and begins to plan a party. For his son was lost and now is found. He was dead, but now 
he is alive. This year during Lent, we are going to ask the question, what needs to change in your life? By no means are we perfect people. And when we look in the mirror, there are many things that we would like to change about ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about the hair on our head or or lack of it, our smile or our looks. I'm talking about those things on the inside, those things that we feel captive to, whether it be an addiction or the times when we let fear into our lives or the times when we choose scarcity over abundance. It's hard to admit But there are many times when we become someone that we don't recognize anymore. So throughout Lent, I have chosen biblical stories that talk about some of these things and the ways that we can move past fear and learn to trust. Through scripture and with the support from one another, we will search deep inside of ourselves and find those things that we try to hide from the rest of the world and from ourselves. And with the support and love of our sisters and brothers in Christ, we will lay those things at the foot of the cross where Jesus will pick them up for us and carry that burden so it will not weigh us down anymore. Jesus, who promises to love us in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of our resistance to change. Jesus, who helps us take ordinary things in our life and make them extraordinary. So with that, I want us to work on something that turns the ordinary into something amazing. So there's, there's this project I want to work on during the season of Lent that involves pennies. Every Wednesday, we will collect as many pennies as we can, ordinary pennies, and we will have a project on which we will work on together. And when it's done, we will reveal it on Easter Sunday morning. And it's going to be fantastic. It will literally transform our worship space. And the feeling that we will get will be amazing. It will literally transform our worship space. And we will have this feeling that through Christ, all things are possible. Now, throughout Lent, my question to you will be, what needs to change in your life? If you are looking for ways to change something in a specific way, please let me know and we can talk about it and it can be part of your Lenten journey as we all rediscover who God is calling us to be and how can we live into that calling. This Lent we will gather here in our spiritual home and we will support one another through our Lenten journey with the power that Christ gives us to make the changes that we are called to make to live our best life. Amen. 